At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We have dabbled several times here on the program about SMX marketing and text messaging here on the program because we're always looking at the cannabis industry for options for marketing when we're not able to go and have in many areas, billboards to use or radio or television ads, even though we're waiting for some kind of support on that end. But SMS marketing is something that, that there are a number of companies that are using, a number of services are providing to the dispensaries and other places to get the word out. And I got dropped off a message about how there's a company that is very much in the mainstream space, but is looking to go ahead and target into cannabis. And there, it was read in the subject of the email when I was talking about this, towing the line of cannabis marketing. And with that, here's what they told me. They said, from shifting ad policies on social platforms to vague laws that prohibit advertising that is, quote, unquote, designed to appeal in any way to appeal to children, marketers are walking a fine line when it comes to cannabis marketing. So here to talk about that, who has direct experience consulting cannabis companies on marketing campaigns and strategies and has been closer to historical and latest legal marketing and ad restrictions for cannabis companies. I'm here with the Vice President of Marketing at Subtext, Sarah Schmidt. Sarah, thanks for being on. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Now, I go back and I try to think about the fact that there was a roundtable that I actually hosted on our companion series, and it was uh, Blunt Business. And what I remember about what I talked about there was the various issues when it starts off with social media. So um, the idea was about how advertising on social media and how the levers are now being pulled by big tech to allow cannabis to finally add some marketing dollars into the new advertising pipelines, mostly Twitter. That was back in March. So we have the opening to that. Um, so what, what I want to just get from you is that it's been open this year, but there's still so many other restrictions that are put out there for cannabis companies to market and to promote. So talking about the landscape of what you had and, and the kind of the real maze of trying to get the word out that companies that have consulted with you have been able to navigate. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I'll give a little bit of background about, you know, the experience I had with, with marketing um, in the kind of CBD and cannabis world. Uh, previously, I was at a media company, one of our advertisers, um, we had a few actually advertisers in the cannabis and CBD world. And it was, you know, my responsibility to um, make sure we were reaching, you know, the right amount of people, the right people and, and, and making sure that they're engaging with it. So I have like very direct experience in the digital marketing world um, from a cannabis perspective. And, and I think Twitter is actually the perfect example because I, I did a lot of kind of testing and trying to be creative um, on, on the Twitter platform to get ads approved. Uh, and you spend a lot of time, um, you know, trying to be creative in how you uh, position, you know, the advertiser uh, to ensure, you know, to hope and pray that it'll get approved. And uh, that was always a, a challenge. And no matter whether you were targeting in states where it was legal or not, um, you were really just crossing your 
fingers and hoping to get approved. Uh, it's it's been great to see you know Twitter as of I, I think you're right I think around March um, is really loosening those regulations and and allowing uh, advertisers to target within that space. Um, you know I think Google has has also made you know some some tests in the CBD world in particular, um, but we're still waiting out on, on some of the the other large uh, players in the field like Meta um, and TikTok. But it, it's it's a constant change, right? And and that's what cannabis marketers are always trying to challenging with, or trying are challenged with, because, you know, things are changing every day from you know a federal to state to local level, and you know you have to become like you know a policy nerd to really re understand everything that's going on, um, and, and on a day to day level. So. I think, you know, that's kind of where SMS has, has really started to to ramp up in, in the cannabis world. And, you know, I think we've seen more and more companies come to us to think about, to talk about, hey, like, what do you guys know about how the legalities around SMS um, in this world and, and how can we kind of move forward with that, that type of communication? With a lot of companies, I've talked to a number of companies that have talked to me about their marketing efforts. And... I'm taking from a story from sfgate.com that they discussed six trends that are going on in cannabis marketing or cannabis advertising right now. One has been the inclusion of celebrities, influencers, and music entertainment to target audiences effectively. We've seen a lot of that. And actually last year, I spent a lot of time at 2021, 2022, and 20, 2020 to 2023. I've talked a lot about what was better if influencers coming into the space and becoming much more prominent, if they were more effective than celebrities, we talked about the fact that celebrities are much more reliable and more of a professionalism. So you're paying for the cost and, you know, you're going to have a management team that's going to really keep mind of somebody that's going to be a spokesperson. Somebody's going to be behind a brand. Uh, I want to ask you about that now. What is it about the thought, you know, if for those that want to look for, I mean, well, we had a company that was also, you know, they did a podcast with us and, one of the initial things they were looking for was they were trying to go ahead and see if they could recruit a new spokesperson for their products. But, it, you know, it was also a lot of money to be put behind and the kind of marketing they can do. So talk to me about, you know, the kind of spend that's out there that are cannabis companies doing enough to spend to get the right kind of marketing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head, like influencer marketing is really expensive. Um, and I think because of, you know the legalities around about around cannabis marketing. It it becomes a risk because at the end of the day, as much as you can write a, a a script for someone, as much as you can be as clear as you can, um, it, it you know you never know what you're going to run into when you're leaving it up to someone else to advertise. And I think that's that's you know where I, I'm sure we'll, people will continue to spend. And I think there's you know a lot of positivity in the influencer marketing world for this, but um, I think it's still a, a little bit of a risk. And I think um, we see marketers looking as, you know, the tides are turning in terms of um, lega uh, legalities and regulations. You know, we're looking for some some creative ways, but not necessarily risky ways, if that makes sense. Right. The other part is, uh, they, they also talk about this, about product innovation. The idea that it's not so much flour to try to market or promote. It's really more the consumable, the edibles, the beverages yep. that are much easier for people to go and get more traction and to get more people to adopt into cannabis right. that route. So have you noticed that more with the folks that you've been working with? Yeah, I think, um, I think it makes 
makes a lot of sense, right? The barrier to entry of, of, of edibles versus flour is, is pretty clear. Um, you know, you just pop one in for an edible. So it's, it's just, you know, it, it feels like um, a lower risk from, from a consumer standpoint. And I think it's an easy way to get people um, kind of interested and educated around cannabis. Um, primarily, uh, I think that that's gonna continue to be a big play um, for, for most cannabis brands. Now, they also bring some other areas as well, but uh, one of the areas I, I talked about before is the fact that we're waiting to see if radio and TV are going to be more of an ideal position for marketing as well. At the moment, many states allow cannabis licensees to advertise on radio and TV, but stations operating under FCC regulations do not necessarily allow them to carry ads for products and services that are illegal under federal law. But I can only imagine right. that is a route that, you know, there's been aggressively, you know, we have Congress uh, policymakers trying to get things across, to get the SEC to go ahead and loosen the regulations towards cannabis advertising because the TV and radio stations, they need the ad dollars. Do you know right. if there's anything that's been going on to make that more of a viable option? I mean, I think ultimately we're going to see, uh, these regulations starting to start to loosen as people kind of start to educate themselves and and kind of lean away from this idea of reefer madness and cannabis being you know this right. gateway drug um and they start to see the dollars you know it's a you know what 52 billion dollar industry projected to be you know increasing every year uh, i think the money is going to be the biggest motivation um and and i think you know, I think it's pretty clear that it's a pretty bipartisan um, want, which is the legalization of marijuana. So as that, you know, idea starts to shift, um, I think I think that we'll definitely see see the continued the continued trend of, of loosening up those regulations. And just for the heads up, I mean, from last year, the House and the House actually passed a bill and the right. Senate actually introduced a bill. Yep. Establishing federal protections for radio and TV, providing advertising services to legitimate cannabis-related businesses and service providers. So it's not as if the policymakers, just like everything else, just like safe banking, just like legalization, we're still waiting on it. And when it comes down to it, what are the approaches that you are recommending the most that have been the most effective right now? If companies want to go ahead and market and promote, where are the real routes that are going to get the best for their for their dollar? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I work for Subtext. Uh, we're a texting platform, and um, we are created for this idea of of reaching audiences. Um, so I'll kind of give you a little background just so you can understand why I think this kind of works in the cannabis world. Um, but we're a texting platform. We were built with the idea of wanting to connect um, brands and individuals directly with their fans and audiences free from the chaos of, of what social media and email is. Um, and it, it kind of stemmed from this idea of we saw all these, you know, brands and organizations and individuals spending so much time and resources on building these large audiences on social platforms. 
only to re realize that ultimately they were kind of renting those relationships um, instead of owning kind of this direct and meaningful, meaningful line of communication with them. And the reason that we kind of chose text as our medium to, to really help um, solve this issue was because there is a 98% open rate. So, you know, I think, you know, you look to social and you could have 5 million followers on it, but, you know, with a post, you could be reaching, you know, maybe 100,000 versus with text, you're really creating a community that you're reaching, you know, 98% of the time. Um, and, and we, as a business have been, you know, sent over 5 billion text messages. Um, we've kind of built up our creator base of people that, that use the platform for SMS to over a thousand and, you know, over 4 million subscribers. We've really seen the impact of what SMS can do for a, a business. Um, and I think, you know, one of the biggest things that we hear from cannabis marketers is that, um, they are struggling to find and target the right audiences. And that's what SMS can provide. Um, we're an opt-in only platform. So everyone who, who signs up for an SMS campaign, they want to hear from you. And that helps out with the regulatory issues that, that a lot of different mediums have. Um, your people are verified. Um, you can put in, you know, uh, when in the sign up form, you can put in age if you, you want to make sure that you're hitting the right legal age. You can put in zip code so you can geo target and ensure that you're reaching people in states that it's legal. Um, it's really become a really strong avenue for, for cannabis marketers. And, you know, kind of on top of that, you know, there's some, some really interesting metrics around um, engagement as well. You know, we see 20% click through rates. So, you know, when you're sending links wow. to your brands and your merchandise, like people are really clicking and it's because they asked to hear from you and you're targeting the right people and actually reaching them every time. So now there's one company I'll talk to, which I won't name here for purposes, yeah. that they offer, you know, SMS messaging as part of their service, but also sure. on top of for dispensaries, a loyalty program. Uh, when you've had sure. services or there are companies, are there companies able to go in contact with subtext? I see what you're able to do, especially when it comes to, you know, getting awareness and really bringing engagement. But does that engagement right. also include any loyalty programs? Um, so you can, you know, what's cool about Subtext is it's an incredibly easy to use and flexible program. So um, you're able to set up loyalty um, loyalty uh, programs in a really like unique way through the SMS platform. So we have things like we have two different types of campaigns in general, one that's, um, you know, free to the audience and one that you can actually charge um, your customers, you know, let's say $2 a month. Sure. Um, and they can get exclusives to, you know, whatever you, you want to kind of sell on that front, like exclusive to sales, exclusive behind the scenes, like first, you know, uh, first exclusive link to, you know, a new brand, whatever it might be, or a new product. Um, so we have those type of two types of campaigns and then throughout the system, it's a really flexible system. We've had people, we haven't had, um, candidly, like people set up loyalty programs through cannabis, but there are definitely a number of ways that our, our team can set that up. Now, Subtext itself, I mean, in terms of, as a creator platform for those yeah. that are, you have a lot of uh, major music stars that are also underneath the platform that are working with it. That's Molly Cyrus, Carly Rae Jepsen, yeah. Maggie Rogers, Myron Morris, among those that are texting fans of the platform. You have uh, the area where you're doing creator partnerships with the likes of Sony Music, Universal Music, and 
you know, the along with that, there are a lot of companies you're already working with right now in terms of Condé Nast, uh, the publisher, USA Today Network, BuzzFeed, INFLCR, Iron Man, and a lot more. So I want to just ask now, for those companies that maybe in cannabis, they also see that you're been named to Fast Company's annual list of the world's most innovative companies for 2023. That's a lot of uh, credentials right there. <laughs> a lot of legitimacy. Is the cost yeah. point for a cannabis company, can you give us an idea of what, it, for those that might be looking at this, wow, you yeah. guys might be or a little bit overwhelming. Am I going to be able to afford sure. what you're going to be able to offer? Sure. Yeah. So um, our pricing is uh, basically on a subscriber basis. So mm -hmm. um, what you'll look at is basically how many texts you want to send a month and how many subscribers you have. And it's on a scalable level. So obviously the Sonic Musics of the world have, you know, an insane amount of people subscribing to, to chat with Marin Morris and Miley Cyrus and whatnot. Um, but, you know, if there's a small cannabis, cannabis brand that's looking to um, kind of create an FMS community for, for their customers, you know, let's say it's, you know, 200, 300, they're not paying the same amount as Sony at all. Um, it's really on a scalable level based on the how many texts you want to send a month and uh, how many subscribers that you have. And you work with a various plethora of, of companies and groups when it comes to creators. You work with media companies, sports companies, entertainment companies, politics, yeah. marketing, and commerce. You have a lot of different areas to go with it. And for those companies that have come out to you, uh, what you can't, I don't want you to go disclose to anybody in the portfolio that you have as clients, but can you give me an idea of the kind of clients you've been getting on board that have been in the cannabis space that have really stood out? You can tell more of those in this particular area than others are coming in to talk to subtext. Yeah, so um, we're definitely like in the early stages of exploring kind of the cannabis world um, from a client perspective. Um, however, we've worked with some really interesting companies such as we worked with a company that was really focused on educating college students on career paths within the industry. Uh -huh. um, so they partnered with um, universities across the U.S. and um, nice. worked with them to kind of create an educational program that really taught them about this kind of new and exciting industry that, you know, as we talked about, is massive and, and continuing to grow. Um, so I thought that was like a really interesting use case within um, within cannabis that, that we were excited about. Fantastic. So join subtext.com is the place to go. And I want to just give you a minute to go ahead and talk to those companies out there. The chance that the, the cannabis Radio audience is getting a chance to go ahead and, you know, get the first notice about subtext, take a minute to go ahead and tell people if they go to the website, what they should go ahead and look for and what you're able to offer. Absolutely. So, um, like I said, we're an SMS platform. Um, when you go to the site, you'll see kind of the top line, um, information around us around, you know, the engagement rents metrics that I've mentioned, you know, 20% click through rates, 98% open rates. Um, you'll see some of the, you know, top tier clients we work with. You can click through and see kind of a list of, of some of our more notable clients when you click on the more customers link. Um, and then you can take a look at our features. I think one of the coolest things about Subtax is like, if you've, if you email, if you send a text, if you tweet, you're able to use the platform. It's incredibly easy to use. That was our biggest focus when creating the platform was we wanted to make it really user friendly um, because we know that adding text to a marketer's um, you know, already incredibly busy schedule of, of scheduling things out on social and email and uh, 
you know, SEM and all of that, we wanted to make sure this wasn't going to become something that was just another thing to their plate. We wanted to make it as easy as possible and as effective as possible. And I think um, from a cannabis perspective, uh, ultimately, we have um, a lot of knowledge about the regulations within SMS, and we have a really tight relationship with the carriers, and that's what's made us really effective in the space um, so far. And you know, I hope that you'll reach out to us and, you know, book a demo with us because I think ultimately we can give you great use cases. We can showcase how exactly you can utilize SMS um, to both build relationships with your audiences, learn more about them, and ultimately drive revenue. Fantastic. I really appreciate companies like yours coming into the space and really helping out and just finding other routes to go ahead and help get the word out because it, it is very hard and a little bit consuming to go ahead and find companies that are out there that are trying to promote cannabis and it'll opportunity when they're legitimate, when they're doing the right thing and they just want to get the word out, continue to grow the industry, but all these regulations yep. and all these limitations continue to be across the board. And I hope we'll can, we can open the door to welcome you back. And, and there's any new things come across when it comes to marketing and advertising would love to have you back on. Awesome. I would love to be back on. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Once again, join subtext.com, join subtext, S-U-B-T-E-X-T.com. And I get here very welcome to go ahead and have once again, Vice President of Marketing Communications with subtext, Sarah Schmidt. Thank you again for being on. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day.